Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. And today we have joining me Ian with Tui. So, this today we are going with the um, New York Islanders uh, fisherman logo jersey. I know. It's sick. Um, I wish I was an Islanders fan, but I'm not. Um, you're not a fan, but you're wearing their jersey? Oh, I love this jersey. It's amazing. The colors, the pattern. It's got a freaking fisherman. Looks like Long John Silvers. It kind of does resemble that. Insane. The shoulder patch. Amazing. Everything, everything is, your, this jersey. is your goal to own one of every team's jersey? Um, No. I just want to own like the ones that I think are cool. Do you have any Flyers jerseys? I do not. I don't like any of the Flyers jerseys. Why? And I don't like the Flyers. Um, they're just a boring team to watch, and I don't really <laughs> like. Um, I don't know their their jerseys are just boring to me. What have you been up to lately? Uh, well, manga wise, um, I finished Jinji Ito's Fragments of Horror. That was fantastic. I think it's the best bang for your buck um, that you can get from a Jinji Ito manga. It's like seventeen bucks, and it's got I think like six or seven stories, and they're all solid, super solid. Um, I just started reading uh, the what is it called? The Drifting Classroom. I'll be right back. Continue by uh, Kazuo Umezu, um, which is like a classic. Um, I'm like halfway through the first book, and it's fantastic. Um, whenever I pick it up, I like can't stop reading just one chapter. I'm like super into it right now, um, and I just got uh, Black Paradox and the hardcover for uh, Dissolving Classroom. Ooh. You know, I'm a fan of that one. Yes, uh, the hardcover is ass. Not gonna lie, like no, the, really. Yeah, the one of the the sides is longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it and the covers like Ew. not great, and yeah, it's just it's just a bad um hardcover. But I don't care. I love that story, and uh, I was gonna get it re- regardless. Uh, but for movies, uh, <clears throat> I went into a little bit of a depression. Um. After the Hellraiser movie, not gonna lie. Um, uh, movie wise, I finished um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, the animated uh, animation on uh, Netflix. It was good. It was solid. Nothing really to complain about. Um, and then I watched two Batman movies: Son of Batman and Batman vs. Robin, and uh, they are both very, very entertaining. Um, and I really, really liked uh, Batman versus Robin. Uh, I was considering giving it a, uh, a 9 out of 10. But uh, a 10-year-old beating up adults is just too unbelievable for me. Um, even though I do like the character. Awesome. Well, Ian, that all sounds great. Um, and also joining <laughs> us, we have Brendan, the new blood. I was going to say his new name, and I totally forgot. Sorry. Go ahead, Brendan. How you doing? Wait, Damn, there's, you a, can there's, a new, there's a new name? Maybe. I don't know. We Come definitely on. didn't brainstorm for an hour the other day. Yeah, we did not. How are yeah, you? you uh, I'm not going to speak 
<laughs> You're speaking right now. So, yeah. Once I finish this sentence, I <laughs> <laughs> until I hear this nickname. Which one was it? You were asking um, me? Yeah. Oh. We had a couple, right? Um, the Mr. Fantastic of the Ruminations of Red Room Multiverse. And then what's the other one? You had like a whole thing. We did have a whole thing. You had a whole introduction. Don't fear the reacher, oh, folks. AKA the Mr. Fantastic of the Red Room universe. Brendan, the new blood. Brendan, don't fear the reacher. Um, because you like to give a lot of uh high reach takes on movies. So that was one of the things that we were spitballing. Um and Mr. Fantastic because he stretches. He's re- like he he's reaching. He's, he's reaching. reaching her. <laughs> it's like a superpower. So, that was a, that was a couple of them, but uh you're not into him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um I <Don't> cry. <laughs> Jeez. I watched um Chainsaw Man, the first Oh shit. First two episodes. Uh the new one comes out today, I believe. Is that correct? Ian? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, I'm very excited. I've been I really enjoyed that. Um, that first awesome. episode was fucking wild. Like when he gets to that warehouse, um, and that dog is so fucking cute. I want an old chainsaw dog. Give me. Yeah, it's he, the dog is like on a lot of the pages in the manga. Like uh, like throughout every chapter, he he he's like a, a different character. Um. Aww like a character version of the dog. Um, but he's not in the manga too much. So I'm, I, I can't imagine he's going to be in the show um, a lot. But people love uh, him. So Pochino, is that his name? Yeah. P- Pochina, I think. Well, cute ass dog. Pochino. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that. Um, I probably won't read it, uh, but I will definitely continue this season. Um Oh, there was some. There was a TV show that I watched that I was interested to talk about that I've completely blanked. Um, but there were two movies that I'm very happy that I got to see for Brooklyn Horror Festival. Uh, one of them is called Repulse. Repulse. R e p u l s e. It's a extreme horror film from the Czech Republic. And upon further research, there's only about there's only about twenty horror films from the Czech Republic, uh, which I which I find very interesting because it seems like a very sad, sad people. Um, Doesn't um, Hostel take place in Czech Republic, or is that Slovakia? Slovakia. Um, it, and it's weird. Some some lists put angst down as a Czech horror film because I think the filmmaker that made that was from the Czech Republic, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that Czech. I don't know. Um, but it's a, a very uh, non-linear, extreme horror film about uh, two different families whose lives happen to intervene through unfortunate circumstances. And it's definitely not extreme bloody, but it feels very, very intense. And Upon a second rewatch, it was a lot less bloody than I thought it was. So I think that that's, I think that's kind of interesting when a 
movie lives on in your head differently from how you mm. how you viewed it when it's when it's less extreme than you thought it was i think that was that was interesting uh but the other film that i'm completely fucking obsessed with is called megalomaniac it is a uh oh shit i believe it's french yeah it's french um and it is i called it newer french extremity uh because this movie is absolutely fucking brutal um there's a lot of r's newer french extremity hard yeah. r's or is uh, I, not french extremity because that's a newer film i don't think i would consider that an extreme horror film but i would ha- i would have to rewatch that cuz i haven't seen that in a long time which one are you referring to? Ian said raw. Oh raw. raw. Yeah. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. It's 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 good. It's um good. but yeah, there's a lot of uh sexual assaults um nice. that are not graphic whatsoever, surprisingly. Um it they they play more of the rape for emotion rather than for shock value, which I hate to say this. I can appreciate <laughs> um, if, if that makes sense. I'm glad that they didn't take the rapes over the top rather than letting the story form from them. So I thought that was really interesting. And there's a weird, uh, very parallel connection or uh, sub subplot like in Martyrs. Um, I, I don't want to say what it is because that would kind of give the whole thing away. Uh, but this film handles it better than Martyrs. I mean, you could just, you could say it. What is it? Uh, there's a, a, a psychological or a, a supernatural element to it. Whereas in Martyrs, it was the, the zombie, her. Um, in Megalomaniac, it kind of plays off more as her double. And depending on how she's feeling about the atrocities her or her brother have committed uh depends on how the supernatural element uh appears to her so i I highly recommend i think i i think i gave it a four but i wanted to give it a four and a half but it's very very the 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 first oh yeah the first 45 minutes are super misogynistic though um like like more than a usual rape revenge film i would say i wouldn't consider this necessarily rape revenge um but yeah i i i I struggle giving it a four and a half just because it does a good job of blurring the line between victim and antagonist you know at what point does does the person who had all this stuff happen or at what point do they warrant him like yeah. which like what they're yeah. doing yeah and i i want to say that it's warranted but the framing device of the <laughs> you guys both just took a drink at the same time that was funny really <laughs> coincidental uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i i i i i really 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 enjoy purely, it i meant purely um, cool so i think yeah that's, that's when does it come out I, uh, I think it releases on a streaming service next month. I'm just not sure if it'll. I think it it has to be coming to the states because uh, X Y Z 
picked it up, I believe. Seems like a Hulu release. From the no, no really? oh my god. No, that, that is not way sound like too a Hulu, Hulu release. Hulu, I mean, Tatane came out on Hulu. It wasn't cut at all? No. Oh, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> I I think this is either going to be a shutter or I could also see it on Aero Video Player. I could definitely see that on Aero Video Player. Sponsor us. Did you Please. ever get your money back, by the way? I didn't even try. Yeah. I, I, just, took, I, just, took, I just took that one on the chin. <laughs> I, I would have done the same thing. I just would have took it. Yeah. but I, I'm sure there's, there's going to be something at some point that I want to watch, and it's going to be like, that's the only service for it. So I just figured it was 60 bucks. I can not buy beer for a few days. It's fine. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's like one night at the bar. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you got a year of Arrow. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. We should start a campaign to have Arrow Video uh, sponsor us. Cool. Arrow sponsor us. There we go. Just like that, we'll For go the- ahead and send this over to their email and <laughs> we'll get it going. Um, Use code reacharound for 20%. Ooh, that'd be if, if we ever get Yo, a sponsor, if that we has to be our, our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we could select our own promo code, right? You can, you absolutely can. Yeah, yeah, sure. Reach around is going to be too much. <clears throat> the, like, that's too. Like, like, they wouldn't let us do that, right? If it was like a shutter or an arrow or something, I'm sure that they'd be cool with it. Yeah. And make sure you head over to arrowplayer.com <laughs> and use the code reacharound. <laughs> That would be amazing. Um, guys, I'm, I'm at a funk. I, I've not been interested in watching movies at all. Like, I'm in a zero movie mood right now. Zero movie mood. Um, what, do you, what do you guys watch? Like, what's your feel-good horror movie? Not like feel-good as in it's like it's got light, uh, fluffy tones to it. But like, what's your go-to horror movie for when you're in like a slump or in a, a bad mood or sick or under the weather or just, just a horror movie that kind of puts you in a good mood. Mm-hmm. I, Ian, go. No, no, you, you oh, yeah. You I, it, it's less of a movie, but more of a vibe that I go for. Um, I'll usually try to find like if I I'm like I want to watch a movie but I'm I don't feel the energy to I'll find either like a late '90s early 2000s slasher mm. movie. Excellent, yeah. Because you don't really have to pay attention to those, and when the kill's about to happen, you know it, so you can look up or you know open your eyes or whatever. I don't go for horror movies. I do. Um, I pick one of the three: either uh, Ghost Dog, Way the Samurai, um, The Punisher, Criterion. 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 Yes. Um, the Punisher or uh, Beverly Hills Cop. The Punisher oh. and Beverly Hills Cop both have excellent theme songs. Though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent both equally as powerful. Exactly. And, um, Ghost Dog has like my favorite soundtrack. So I think it's just a uh, music. So you go for the music sounds. Yeah, go for the sounds. The they're all like cool. Ghost Dog is ninety nine. Uh, Punisher is like early two thousands. So I need to uh, get back into the groove. I uh, I just I've had zero interest lately to watch films. I've Ian two E's. 
so my go-to or i actually um after the gigantic slum i was like running on empty um after after the last uh movie we covered um and i i knew i had to watch something unique something original something insane something something for me and i did it um i think you just need to watch a kyle ass movie something like maybe like a really good western or um i don't know just a really well made film i feel like for me a kyle ass movie what i'm looking for and i'll explain this and then if you guys have any recommendations you guys could throw my way i feel like a really kyle ass movie is a good ensemble cast or Cast with characters that are very dramatic and over the top. So, like the Escape from movies, they all have like crazy names, or they all have like crazy costumes, or they all have just like crazy personas. Um, just very over the top characters. I really like over the top characters, but that are still kind of like fully, fully flexed out and just like, I don't know. I don't know. I love Dawn of the Dead so much for that reason too. It's like a very ensemble cast movie. But um I think you should watch Bullet Train. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like that type of movie. Hmm. Yeah, it looks fun too. And I, I think it has a pretty high rating. It just doesn't look interesting to me, but um who knows? Maybe you'll be surprised. What I did see though is Barbarians on HBO now. It is. I'm gonna watch so, that. I'm gonna watch that probably in the next couple days for sure. Um, I, so maybe I, that'll get me I, back I, on the train. The I bullet train. Recommend... <laughs> uh, my the first recommendation I had wasn't horror, but it's a fucking god awful movie. But the dispen the, <laughs> the the Expendables I think is really fun. Hmm. Never it's seen fun... any of them. Surprisingly, really? they're, they're yeah, all, surprisingly, they're all fucking terrible. Um, yeah, but but terribly good. Just it's just guys being dudes, action, yeah. explosions, one-liners. Um, but also, I think they're I guys I, I I saw someone recommend a Django movie that is apparently a horror film, mm. and it's called Django Kill. If you live, shoot. Mm. And apparently, from what I've been seeing people say, that is a low-key horror movie. And I know that you love your Django. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I haven't done a lot of research in the Django films, but apparently there's a few, and I don't think the continuity is there. Like, I don't know if they all take place in the same universe or even if they're the same Django. I'm not sure about that because I know they're different directors, different actors. It could be like a Batman movie situation where it's like it takes place in the same timeline, but it kind of doesn't. It has a very different feel for all of them. But um, it's very interesting to me. I do want to watch the other Django films because the first one is right up my alley so yeah maybe i'll check that out um and that's to your point um that's that's a good recommendation because i mean Django's just an over-the-top like almost comic book like character in a western setting he's very like dramatic he's carrying a coffin around with him Mm -hmm. the giant gatling gun in the fucking coffin like it's so that's kyle dude that's so kyle um cool um but today Actually, we are covering a 2014 horror anthology film called VHS Viral. VHS Viral is a 2014 American found footage horror anthology film produced by Bloody Disgusting, the third film in the VHS franchise created by Brad Miska. 
It features a series of found footage shorts written and directed by Nacho Pegalando, Marcel Sarmiento, Greg Bishop, Justin Benson, and Aaron Scott Moorhead. VHS viral segments includes the story of a deranged illusionist who obtains a magical object of great power, a homemade machine that opens a door to a parallel world, and teenage skaters who unwillingly become targets of a Mexican death cult ritual. An additional segment was filmed, but Todd Lincoln's short, gorgeous vortex was cut out last minute since it did not fit in with the overall theme of the film. The short is included as an extra on the film's DVD and Blu-ray release, which starts after the credits um, for the main film end. Uh, you guys, did you watch the extra short, gorgeous vortex? I did not. Yes. Sure. What do you guys? Oh, what do you guys think of it? It's very Lynchian. It is. It is. Got him. Why? I, 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 I will be able to to back you up on that, Ian. It Thank is, you, Brendan. Yes. Thank you. It's a, um, it's a bunch of surreal <laughs> images and clips um, depicting this woman going throughout her day and a uh, very mysterious man. Um, and they have a r- weird relationship. There's no dialogue, right, Brendan? Correct. Yeah, it's just... Um, she screams once, but that's it. It depicts a lot of beauty and death throughout. Um, and it's uh, the ending is very... It's a very interesting clip. I think it's a very interesting, interesting short. See, you know, I kind of have a thought that this was supposed to be the original framing device. And I think that it would have been very interesting to have this as... I think it would have been better than the shit framing device we have for this movie. Shit framing device. Um, because it's th- that, fi- that, take. That, final <laughs> sh- that final shot of her approaching the... Yes, the, the the one the, tooth demon in he's sitting on all of the TVs. Like I think that would have been that sounds cool. Perfect. Each, each um like she could have been sat there stood there in front of this demon thing. And then as each short starts, it could like slowly zoom into one of the TVs, and then that would actually give a reason for us to be seeing um, you know, like in one and two, how there's a an actual reason for us to see these stories. Yeah, I absolutely, I actually really, really liked the the short, but I can see why they wouldn't add yeah. it because it's not, it's obviously not found, found footage, but it is the best like quality. Out oh of my god, yeah. everything <laughs> in that movie. You know, um, I I give like I, an eight out of ten. I yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that I think it, it feels very NYU film school freshman. Yes, edgy art project um it's very obvious that that todd lincoln is either a a a trust fund baby or um his his (laughs) parents have a lot of fucking money because uh, i i don't know what the budget for this one for this one is but if the budget for vhs 99 is two hundred thousand dollars i can't imagine that the budget for this one is too fucking high either um and the props and the locations and everything that todd lincoln has in gorgeous vortex would completely dwarf the entire budget for any one of these other shorts. Yeah. Um, uh, the monster looks really, really good. It um, does. Did, did you think it practical? was practical? I was just going to ask that. I can't tell if it's practical or, or uh, fully digital. I think... I, I honestly could not tell. If it is digital, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think the head might be digital and the body practical, but it, I mean, I really can't tell the difference. I think it might all just be practical. Yeah. Is it cool. safe to say that this would be um, higher on your list if it was included in the, in the actual it, film? Or yeah. it'd be number one, maybe? This Probably. would be number two. This would be number two for me. Ooh, interesting. No spoilers, Brendan. Well, I don't know the budget of the film. Um, I wasn't able to find it in the, the quick research I had to do this morning. But um, the, the box office, it made $82,000, which isn't a lot of money. So, But, I mean, we are getting sequels from Hyrule. So it had to at least turn a profit in some way, maybe. Um, oh, the, probably through physical releases and, and streaming, I would imagine. Yeah, but the next sequel we got wasn't for like ten five years. years. Very good. No, no this ten years. This movie came this out eight years, years ago. Fourteen years. <laughs> oh, this um, came out in twenty fourteen. I thought it was yeah. earlier. <laughs> well, let's get right into it then. Um, we did do our um, individual rankings of the shorts that are in this movie. Uh, we're going to do it similar to how we did it in VHS 2's episode, but this time we're going to play off of Brendan's rankings and go from there. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. We'll start with uh, what we thought of the overall film, how we watched it, and if we would add it to our collection. Brendan, Mr. Fantastic, go for it. <laughs> um I, I don't enjoy this film at all. Um, no, okay, no, at all is is harsh. Um, no, it's not. Sixty percent of this movie, I I do not like whatsoever. That being said, I'm also a Saw apologist, and if I can sit through every Saw movie, I can sit through this one. Um, there's a lot, a lot of issues, a lot of issues with this movie um i think that the framing device is absolute garbage and i feel like there's really only one compelling if we're not including gorgeous vortex um i feel like there's really only one interesting and compelling story um i watched it on dvd and i have it in my collection already on dvd not blu-ray right uh correct i have the other two on blu-ray i have this one on dvd dvd hell yeah nice okay ian what did you think of the film where'd you watch it and would you add it to your collection you mean this one in my collection had it forever um so this one uh i know the other two me and my friend watched together but i think this one i watched alone and uh i ended up really really not liking it i thought it was absolute dog water um every short was dog water um but watching it five years, six years, seven years um, into the future. Um, it's not as bad as I thought. It's definitely not as bad as I thought. I, I don't know if I just went in thinking that it was like utter garbage, but um, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, even though the quality is has severely dropped from the other two movies, and you would think after the second one it would go up in production value. Um, it's not, but that's kind of what I like about this movie. It just, just, it just feels like an outlier. Um, like they got a ragtag group of, uh, filmmakers and was like, here, you got a month to, to film this and we'll make it into a movie. Um, I don't know. It's just something about it. I, I like it. I liked it. 
Fair enough. Um, so this is my first viewing of VHS Viral. Um, I watched it on Hulu. Um, I do not own the film. I think I will add it to my collection just so I could own it with the rest of the VHS films because I do want to own them all. So I think I'm going to buy this one. This one seems very Halloween 3 to me. It just It's clearly um, the outlier. It's clearly... Um, I, I guess I want to say divisive, but I guess it's not really. It has a pretty poor rating just all around, I think. Um, mostly a negative reception. Um, this film, I like the premise of the viral and the um, how they're kind of they're projecting the the VHS stories to at, like to everybody with a phone. I think that's an interesting idea. Although I don't really like the way it was executed. Um, overall, I I'm gonna say I didn't like the film, but there's a lot of things I did like from it. Uh, I don't know. Let's just get right into the rankings because I think we'll be able to talk about it more once we break down the stories because that's what I really have the most things to say. Um, so let's go ahead and start with Brendan's number four. All right, number four. Um, <clears throat> we have Vicious Circles um, directed by... Marcel Sarmiento. Um, Sar Sar Sarmiento. Sargento. Um, Sarmiento. Yeah, I just, this, it's, I just find this one so hard to watch. It is all over the place. This it's, is the reach around, right? Yeah. This is the reach around, yeah. It, it's all over the place. It's ugly. I, the only interesting moment that I think is in it is the fact that they got two actors to tread around in the L.A. River. Um, if anything, that's horror if I've... Because that's a pretty gross river, right? I mean, it's not really a river, but yeah. It's, yeah why were they calling it a river? Well, well it, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. But um, yeah, it's... It's more like a trickle of shit water. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I don't think that it's I just don't think that this is an interesting framing device. And I I liked how they did try to kind of tie the other VHS stories in with this, but the only real peak of that that you get is the siren. Um because her face pops up in oh, the video what? a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just. I just. Oh yeah. Not as good as two. Definitely not as good as one. Definitely not as good as one. Definitely not as good as two. That's what I meant to say. Um. So yeah. So that's gonna sit at number four for me. Cool. Ian, where does this place? This is actually my number one. Um. What? Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh. This is my number four. Obviously. Um, you know how much I love reach rounds. Um, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Not gonna lie. I do like the the whole viral, like Kyle said, the whole viral um idea of it. Um, the ice cream truck that's uh, or the ice cream van that's admitting this um signal displaying on other people's uh, phones and radios. I think that's cool. I think that's really cool. 
Um, was it um, executed? Well, no, it was not. Um, and a lot of the stories just didn't make sense. Like uh, the the ending to this, just I uh, when he was in the van, it was he was just, like questioning everything, and she was like, like giving him a question to his question, and like saying, "Oh, why not? Oh, you know the reason." And it's like, what? What are you talking about? None of this made sense. Um, but I do like a couple uh, things from this short, uh, which would be the kid who's, um, I think he's like one of the biker kids. He gets like grabbed by mm-hmm. um, the van and then his like shoes fall off, his socks, and then his feet are like grinding on the, uh, asphalt. On the asphalt. That was really cool. I liked that. Um, and then the whole uh, Cholo party. That was, uh, that was pretty entertaining. It was pretty funny. They didn't what have to kill it, the what dog. was that? No, was <laughs> that? No idea, but it was pretty funny. Okay. They didn't have to kill the dog. They didn't have to kill the dog. I like how the dog was just sitting there. Yeah, the, yeah, the dog was just it. Yeah, that was kind of. That was funny. great acting by the dog. Yeah, yeah. no, hundred <laughs> percent. Probably the best acting in the film. I was gonna say um, best actor in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this was my number three um, because I really do enjoy the premise of it. Um, it it adds some kind of questions and lore to the whole VHS cinematic universe. Like, does somebody or something have an agenda to try to get this in front of everybody? Like, are they trying to get as many people to watch this as possible? Because, like, in VHS 1 and 2, I mean, it's it's people that kind of stumble upon it. Um, there's not really anything trying to get it out to the masses. So... Like, you kind of have to look for it in the other ones. In this one, it seems like there's something or someone trying to get everybody to watch it. So um, I don't know if that's something to think about, like, or if they're ever going to, like, play on that in the future. Brennan, uh, Stretch Armstrong, go ahead. Um, okay, so here's, here's you guys want to, you want to stretch, here's a stretch. So that's why, that's why we called you, Ed. I want stretches, go. Do you remember what what we brought up in VHS two, where uh, I believe I, I believe it's I believe it's the Kyle kid who the kid who blew his face off. Um, he says you have to watch the videos in the right order. Do you think that when Alicia, Alyssa, whatever her name was, the girl, the redhead, do you think mm-hmm. that when she watched those videos in the correct order? it released whatever demon creature thing is what's creating this broadcast to go out to the world and VHS viral. Maybe. Who knows? You know? And, and honestly, like everybody that was watching those films in order, you know, started to bleed, started to become like fucked up. So like, I know I did. They knew the order. <laughs> they knew the order to play the films in. I don't know. I just, I like this short, not necessarily because I think it was like quality, but I think it added a lot of conversation to the overall like overarching story of VHS. And I think it added to the film more than a couple of the other things did. Um, yeah, I actually think this uh, isn't the worst out of the, the whole, all the VHS reach rounds. Um, but what was the deal with the, the couple on the bridge? And it kept coming back to them. Who, who were they? Because I kept the... saying like another relationship, but the girl looked totally different. No, it was, the it, same was it the same one? It was the same one. Oh, man. Okay, is that the girl that was in the taxi then? No. No. 
That's a different one. Okay, they all look the same to me. Well, one of the girls white people, right? The other (laughs) one is brunette. Blonde white girls. They just all look the same. No offense. No offense. Uh, What what were you saying? (laughs) I was just saying the girl in the taxi was blonde. Yeah. Cool. So, um, Brennan, hit us with your number three. Um, I had I had a very difficult time between number three and number two. I wanted to take the cheap way and just pick two and just pick two for number three and skip two. Uh, but I I forced myself to make a decision. Um, I think number three for me has to be. Uh, Parallel Monsters by Nacho Vigalando. This um, dude is sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I, I, Ian, I think I know what movie you were gonna bring up by him. I, I like his stuff. Uh, he did Puka, which I'm, I'm. That's one of my favorite uh, Blumhouse Into the Darks. Um, he did Open Windows with Elijah Wood and Sasha Gray. Mm-hmm. Sasha like Gray Elijah Wood. I like Elijah yeah. Wood. Like the actress, the, the known yeah. actress. Yeah, the porn star. Um, oh, that's and not he also, where I know her from. But yeah. oh. surprisingly, uh, he, he also did a uh, time <laughs> time crimes, which I know Kyle, you said you wanted to see. Right? I really want to watch time crimes. Yeah. yeah, um, it's. I really like the idea behind this. Um, I just I don't like the acting. The acting in this really bothers me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but I do like the whole dick vagina monster thing um like and i it kind of i really like the uh the uh jesus christ the construction of that like time machine or the the portal thing i think that that looks really cool um so yeah i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about this one because i i don't have much to say except that the monsters look cool yeah ian yeah, this, this one's pretty short. Uh, this is my number two. Um, I liked it. I really liked it. Um, this dude likes his sci-fi, uh, especially with time crimes. And I believe he had like another sci-fi one in uh, ABC's A Death. Um, don't quote me on that though. Um, but it was good. It was it was good. Um, I like. I mean, the it's whole... number two. Yeah, it's number two. Um, I liked the whole plot twist where the genitals of these alternate, um, of this alternate world people are like monsters. And, um, I think they were well designed to be really gross looking, um, and foreign. Um, I don't know what the deal was with the blimp that had the upside down cross. Maybe it's like a demonic world that, um, praises Satan, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I took. Is like in our world, most people like yeah. worship God as a, or like Jesus as a religion. In this world, they worship the devil or Satan. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I also really wanted to see what they were gonna do with those two other guys. Like, obviously, the scenario was like a four way. Um, there was supposed to play out like a four way, but we learned that they uh, are monsters. So. I'm very curious on what they were actually going to do, like the whole the whole idea of what they were about to do. Yeah, like what's the opposite of a sexual act in their world? Yeah. Like, like what gets them off? You know what I mean? 
Um, this, uh, wait, we're talking about parallel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is my number two as well. Um, I think that this is almost like a, uh, fucked up rated R doctor who episode. (laughs) And, um, it was really interesting to me. Um, I think that the, uh, I think the, like how do you say like the monsters genitalia like what would you call these things like i just think that the design of these things look pussy monsters yeah the dick and pussy monsters (laughs) i I think i think they looked cool they looked weird um uh i don't really have much to say about it either i just it was interesting um i like the design of like the time machine capsule like brendan was saying and uh it just had my interest i guess which I couldn't say much for a lot of the other films. Like it, it, I wanted to know what was going on and how it was going to end because when they started to go inside, um, each other's worlds, it was, it was just, I don't know. It, it, it kind of, I was intrigued. I, was intrigued. I loved the, uh, misdirection, uh, that it makes you think like, uh, when he comes over to the world and he's like, you're thinking what I'm thinking. And uh, <laughs> I'm over here like, what are they thinking? <laughs> And then he gets all he get he goes to his wife and um, whips out his monster dick um, and eats her, I guess. Yeah. So what like what did they do? Because I would have uh, assumed that the 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 other guy would have killed the wife, but she came down just bloodied. So she was. So what do they do in their other world with their monster dick? Oh, maybe he like. Ooh, maybe he went in. But she was. She's walking in, fine. Yeah, and she she's covered walking. Blood. <laughs> I mean, all good points. I actually thought I would have more to say about this, but I kind of don't. Um, but yeah, it's 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 my number two. Now that you guys bring that up, why is she covered in blood? Because yeah. mirror guy walks down just fine, right? Yeah, yeah, he walks down fine, and then he goes back to his own world, and then. Hmm. Actually, that doesn't make any sense. Come to think of it, yeah. okay. Number two, Brennan. What is your number two? Things you say, Brennan. They're just so British. <laughs> um, my number two is Bone Storm. Bone Storm. Uh, I. These call me in high school. <laughs> Bone Storm. Wow, that's aggressive. I'm. Uh, <sighs> I don't want to say I'm a huge fan, but I I like what uh, Benson and Moorhead do. I think that they're kind of like horrors Neville Dean and Taylor a little bit. Um, they, they their stuff I find is is always interesting. I don't know it doesn't always land for me, but I like the the choices that they make. Um, I fucking hate the kids in this. I want the kids to die. And I'm kind of upset that we don't get to see all of them get their fucking shit rocked. Um, but I, I I think that the concept for this is is kind of badass. And I love that whole just like... Uh, but the most interesting shot, I think, in this entire film is the uh, the truck cam that, that he has on his skateboard. I think that mm. that's... Um, I, I just love that. I, I like the designs of the the ghouls and the skeletons. Um, 
and there's a there's a lot of a lot of blood in this one. I is it is it fair to say there's the most gore in this it's one? The there most is. violent one. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think it's even the longest as well, but I could yeah. be wrong on that. Okay, yeah. Um, so I I just I, I think it's just really interesting and I think that uh that Benson and Moorhead uh have a have a good eye for interesting and catchy visuals. Cool. Ian. This is my number one. Um I loved it. Um I I I even think this was my favorite uh the first time i watched it um and and this is the only one that i remember um but uh i used to be heavily into skateboarding um so it comes to no surprise that i uh did you really fondness of this yeah until i like fell off my skateboard and got a double skull fracture um but that would explain a lot that would explain (laughs) wait where where did where did you at the back of my head i fell off i slipped off Oh, and I, I blacked God. out for the first time. That was cool. Damn. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's all really well done. Um, it's uh, it's cool to see. It's probably not directed by like teenagers or early twenties kids, but it just it it does feel like it. Um, and it's just uh, it's very fun. I love the. I, I almost mimic everything that Brendan said. I love the um, designs of everything. Um, I don't know why they had to go to Tijuana to go to this shitty, shitty um, skate area. That was the biggest question um, of that short. Um, and there was like a lot of dirt. They could have cleared some of the dirt out before shooting, but it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, the everything like the the blood effects when they when they go into the concrete and they turn into fire. That was cool. Um, the uh, skeletons were awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just fun. I thought I thought it was very fun. The dialogue also felt very fluent and natural. Cool. Uh, this is my number one as well. Um, for all the reasons you guys said, I think the dialogue was a big thing for me. It felt natural. Um, it actually, I mean, they were actors, obviously. Like you could tell they were acting. But for kids that have not really acted in anything before. Um, I feel like they did a great job. Um, there was a few pieces of dialogue too that just it's it seemed believable, but also something that like a kid in that kind of situation would say. I loved when um they smacked the one dude in the face and then the blood landed on the ground and started to like sizzle and stuff and light on fire. And one of them's like, yeah. yo, do crackheads have fire blood? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That made me chuckle. Um and yeah, I uh, these are the kind of kids that I kind of grew up with and around in California. Um, so it was like a pretty accurate depiction of, of of my childhood growing up to a certain extent. And uh, yeah, I think their main motivation, which would be a proper motivation for anybody that age, is uh, they don't ID or card people for alcohol. So mm-hmm. they wanted to go down to Tijuana wanted to just get blitzed and have fun. But um, yeah, it... I think the editing in this was the best out of all of them. Um, I, I was really, really into the editing and just the whole, um, like the whole filmmaking process behind this one. I think is really good. Um, I love the shots. I love the background shots of like the people standing in the fields, and then they were kind of coming in one at a time, kind of, um, c- c- kind of like taking their shots at them. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was really well filmed. And 
I think it was the only one, too, that kind of fits the description of VHS, which we'll get into why I think my fourth is my fourth later, which was it was found footage, like all of it. And that was my main problem with this film as a whole is that a lot of them weren't. And it kind of bugged me. Um, if I have one negative thing to say about VHS Pyro, it's not even necessarily the quality of the stories. It's the fact that it wasn't found footage all the way. And it kind of broke me out of the whole world, which VHS is set up to begin with. And I think this one kind of sticks to its um, kind of the best. So yeah. um, it's my number one. Brendan, what's up? There's a uh, a quote that one of them says when the earth starts shaking um, after they like summon a demon or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he says, I just survived a Mexican earthquake. I thought that was really funny. And then he gives yeah. the ground the middle finger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And then uh, as they're skating away the first time after the camera kids, I love how he kept calling them too. What did he call him? He called him Gas uh, Money. The Gas Money Kid. Gas Money Kid. Yeah. That was funny. And he's uh, after the first attack and they're trying to skate away, he's like, yo, we just killed a lot of fools. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, awesome. Also, I think it's funny how no one ever mentions that their cameraman is trying to kill them are they? because or, you remember at the at the beginning when when the blonde kid gaps the two buildings you hear the uh, cameraman go fall 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 and then the next time uh the I, the blonde kid is gonna the one that took him to tijuana too exactly he yeah, yeah he yeah is that the only oh, is that the only proof that they wanted to kill him because I just assumed that he wanted good content, like to go viral. I think that's well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm being a bit uh, hyperbolic. Reachy, you're being a bit fantastic. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that's a reach. No. Um, no. Because then there's the scene where the blonde kid is uh, he's tr he's about to like uh, skate the jeep across comes the down. street, and the, yeah, and the cameraman sees the jeep coming down. Um, so I I think that the cameraman is yes trying to go for and like when the fist fight happens the cameraman eggs it on and eggs it on like he just wants to see these kids get fucked up and no one ever really mentions it he's just a good cameraman in my opinion <laughs> he knows um, what he wants and those monsters did look really cool i love yeah. when he hits oh, the skateboard against the head and the head flies off that was really yes. cool that was, that was dope awesome. and then when the when one of them was like super bloody and was just spilling on that one kid yeah, and his face started burning, so he put his uh, face in water. Yeah, that was cool. Ten out of ten for this short. Ten out, ten out of ten from Ian with two E's goes to Ian. You're to hear your folks. All right, Brendan, what is your number one? This is Dante such a very Brendan thing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what one that's not for number footage. one? I didn't mean it as an insult. No, I, I. I think that the line between mockumentary and found footage is a very thin line. I think that you can obviously, I think that you can easily make a distinction that mockumentary is found footage um, in my mind. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I love magic. Uh, I think magic is great. It's fun. And I like the idea of there's not too many movies where magicians form alliances with supernatural beings to give them otherworldly powers i kind of wish there were more movies like that because I, I think it's a very interesting concept um i love how when uh the girl is sitting in the chair when she's being interrogated by the police and she just gets sucked right into the chair i think that's an amazing shot 
Um, obviously, you know, the continuity of this makes no sense when she's fighting Dante towards the end, the camera's cut perfectly to each thing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, this is for me the most interesting and engaging and enjoyable one. And I just hate that it's at the beginning because it sets up more of a, a grandiose idea than any of the others I think are able to pull off. Cool. This is my number three. Um, I do really like it. I actually think that most of these shorts, even though the quality is pretty bad, the ideas for them are there and they have good ideas. Um, so I'm not going to hold the uh, quality against them. Um, but this one, there are some camera angles where it's like, what? where would there be a camera there? Where would there be like a hidden camera there, right? So it just doesn't seem, I, I know it's like a mockumentary, but it just doesn't seem like there'd be a lot of camera angles where they're like showing, where they're actually showing. Um, that being said, I do like this one quite a bit. Um, even though it's my number three, um, I like it just as much as the other ones, uh, except for the my number one. Um, there's some uh, interesting ideas around the uh, the cloak, and um, it it reminds me of um, that one Disney Channel um, like magicians movie. I can't remember what it's called. It's like around 2010, probably. Um, but uh, it just reminded me of that. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is it's it's. I don't really have a lot to say about this one, but it's um. I like the idea. Um, yeah, I like the mystery around the cloak. I like how not a lot's explained. And, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, this one is my number four. Um, I believe it's absolute dog water. It's probably <laughs> the worst. Uh, the worst short in the first three VHS films. Easy, hands down. Um, I do think that the concept is cool, um, which I agree with. Brendan, I think there sh should be like a very well-made film about like a demon and a magician teaming up for like a mutual gain. That would be really dope. But um, yeah, I think the mockumentary stuff makes sense, but I think they didn't lean into it all the way. Like it, they should have went full mockumentary if that's what they were going to do. And they didn't like when they're doing the matrix fight, when they're fighting up the walls and throwing fireballs at each other, <laughs> I thought that like there would have been nobody in that room to film them anyway. So like they broke the yeah. whole mockumentary thing and they played against themselves on that. And then they broke the whole found footage thing. It was mostly just static cameras and a live action movie like it was the most movie of all the short films in the vhs timeline which i think is a great disservice to the series vhs as a whole i just don't think it makes sense um i think it was pretty funny at some points but overall i just think it doesn't fit the what vhs stands for and what it's going for it i mean it just it made no sense it made no sense to me at all um i, I, th I do think that the cameras work because the whole she's being interviewed by the police as that the SWAT sense. raids his but thing. What about the wall thing? Yeah, yeah, there's so Who many there to see where that. there's nobody the, there filming. Yeah, the camera crew's still there. No, but the, the, there's not. There, it was just them too. And aside from that too, like the found footage effects aren't in. Like it's it's filmed very clearly in like it's not supposed to be a like 
a tape or a film or a digital or anything. It's just the like you can tell it's being filmed as like a movie and not as like a found footage thing. Oh, it's de- it's de- I will definitely agree that it's being filmed as a movie one hundred percent. But she gets transported back to the theater right after the police arrest him, and then the police arrest him. He does his magic trick, and then he goes back inside. And then the SWAT raids again while the, while the camera crew was still in there for the initial interview. Yeah, there's scenes where the camera crews are there, but there's also scenes where they're not. That, that's what I'm saying. And it just, but that, that, it, that, whole, that whole Matrix fight scene, though, the camera crew is still there from the interview that happened a few minutes before. But it's, not filmed, but it's not filmed from the perspective of the camera. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I, th- I think it is. Agree to disagree. But um, that is my number four. So, Ian, twoies. I did, twoies, baby. Uh, I did like the whole transition where he was in the cop car and then uh, it shows the police officer and he's handcuffed and then, like, he turns the camera around and that's him. That was, that was kind of cool. That was pretty cool. Um, what it was he very say, uh, David Blaine. If, <laughs> yeah. But what does he say when he takes off the police helmet? He says, like, Ta-da, or something like that. He's just some like one-liner. I don't know. Um, I did. I did like that too. That it was pretty obvious that he was going to be one of the uh, yeah the SWAT people, but I, it was cool. Cool. Um, so before we get into our final thoughts and the official ROR rating, we are going to plug your ear holes with a message from our overlord at the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Welcome back. So we're going to get into our final thoughts and rating. Ian, we're going to throw it over to you first. What is your final thoughts and ruminations of Red Room official rating? Final thoughts. Um, I'm not going to hold the quality of the movie against it. Uh, I think the ideas are uh, well done. Uh, I think they are um, executed to the best of the budget ability um and uh it's honestly just very entertaining like i i hated this movie uh, once upon a time but i i just think it's entertaining and um i like this as an outlier um uh to the vhs franchise i'm gonna give it a heart whoa and a six stop saying six we're doing it by letterbox gonna go to three three thank you so three and a heart from Ian. Brendan, let's throw it over to you. Final thoughts and rating. Uh, I think even the worst segment in VHS, Second Honeymoon, is better than the best segment in this one. Um, I, Even though I enjoy some of the ideas and concepts, uh, I just, I, I find this one kind of very difficult to watch and the biggest outlier um in the entire franchise i do wish 
at at this point, I wish that they would have kept Gorgeous Vortex in uh, because I don't really think that it matters whether or not they cut it. Um, it's part of the franchise, though, so I will watch it whenever I marathon them. Uh, but um, I'll probably have to give it a two. 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 Okay. Two from Brennan. Um, I mirror mostly Brennan in this scenario. Um, I feel like there's some cool, interesting concepts, uh, with some poor execution. And, uh, I do like, I don't like the execution of the reach around, but I like the concept of the reach around. And, um, I think that, um, bone storm is ready is a pretty good, uh, short film. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think the worst of VHS 1 or 2 segments are far superior than the best in this one as well. Um, so I don't think this movie deserves to be in the ones on Letterboxd personally. I don't think it's that bad. And I don't think I was going to hate it as much as I thought I would because um, it just gets shit on by most people. And... I almost think a three is too high and a 2.5 is too low. So I'm a little conflicted. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a 2.5. So with no heart. Damn. Absolutely no heart. Interesting. Right now. Um, so we are doing, wow, it really gets a 3.5. That is what? Like, it gets a 2.5. My guy. Yeah, 2.5. Um, 2.5. <laughs> what? I was gonna say I was like, like what's happening? Two point five, no heart for VHS viral, which is actually a lot higher than the average on uh, Letterboxd. So, Brennan, new blood. So, Kyle, you like VHS one, and you enjoyed VHS two. Love, yeah, I love VHS two. Didn't enjoy this Hence one as as much. What are your expectations or what are what are you looking for or what do you want to see vhs 94 do i want to see them stick with the themes of the first two reach arounds like i want them to continue like i want the the reach arounds to leave to leave a sense of obscurity like you don't know what it means necessarily but it's still applies to the original two formulas and it could generate theories, like I guess. I, the things I love about VHS one and two is that it 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 doesn't tell you what it means, but there's still like an underlying like narrative. Like you could piece things together and then make it make sense. And I just wanted to go back to the individual like found footage stuff. I want it to be full found footage. I think that's what it established itself as. And that's what it should stay as, in my opinion. I don't think it should ever break away from that. Um, I and agree. I hope it stays that way. But There should be a reach-around counter for every time we say a reach-around in this episode. Or all the episodes combined. That'd be, that'd be a cool stat. We should make a reach-around segment. All right. Well, folks, fresh or rotten is over. The year's in the books. Ian got his ass kicked. And Brendan, okay, not just me. Winner, Brendan is the superior being. Um, so now we're going to start us off with a whole new year with a whole new game. 
And uh, that is what's in the box. Letterboxed. The game where my co-host must guess the letterbox average rating based on me reading the LB description of the film. If they guess within 0.3 of the average rating, they will be awarded a point. A secondary point is possible if they are able to guess the decade in which the film released. Letterbox is a film movie database where users can log and rate the films they watch and follow like-minded cinephiles. Gentlemen, are you ready for the new game? Yes. Yeah. See, whatever. Mark 13 is a government-built killing machine programmed with artificial intelligence, able to repair and recharge itself from any energy source. Through a series of coincidences, the cyborg's head ends up in the home of a sculptress as a bizarre Christmas present from her boyfriend. Once inside its new home, the cyborg promptly reconstructs the rest of its body using a variety of household utensils and proceeds to go on a murderous rampage. Rotten. There's no, no way this is in an 80s movie. We have to guess the decade, right? First, you're, so first you're guessing the average rating okay. within point three, yeah. And then you guys are going to move on to the second question. So you'll have an opportunity to guess it no matter what. So you always get a can have the possibility of two points okay so um, first let's just guess the average 2.1 man is this the iron giant oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm gonna guess like 2.5 you both are incorrect it has an average rating of 3.2 Damn. Guess the decade it is in. 80s. Has to be 80s. Yeah, I agree. You both are incorrect. It is in the 90s. 90s. Damn it! That was yes. my second guess. They love robots in the 90s. They do. Um, so do you guys still think point three is... How, how, how are we feeling on that? I think point three is fine. You still think point three is fine or point five might... Let's try point five on this one. Okay. How about that? This is our... Hitting pick episode, okay? okay? So this next question is going to be 0. 0.5, all right? Within 0. 0.5. Within 0. 0.5. In 1970... Movie, by the way, you didn't... You didn't oh, <laughs> yeah. The movie is the 1990 film Hardware, directed by Richard Stanley. His most popular film is Color Out of Space, 2019. Oh. The one I thought Actual you said, Color Out of Stanley. Space. Yes. What's that, Brendan? Oh, I, I, I said uh, Sexual Abuser, Richard Stanley. Oh, oh. <laughs> didn't know that. Um, yeah. Number two. <laughs> in, in 1978, <laughs> Hong Kong. I got Ian's attention. <laughs> oh, keep going. <laughs> in 1978, Hong Kong, a grisly murder takes place. Eight years later, on a Macau beach, I think that's how you pronounce it, kids discover the severed hands of a fresh victim. A squadron of coarse, happy-go-lucky cops investigate, and suspicion falls on Wang Chi Hang, the new owner of Eight Immortals Restaurant, which serves delicious pork bao. The hands belong to the missing mother of the restaurant's former owner. He and his family have disappeared. Staff at the restaurant continue to go missing, and Wang can't produce a signed bill of sale. But there's no evidence. The police arrest Wang and try to torture him into a confession. Can they make him talk? And what was in the pork? So if I get the year on the dot, 
Do I get something extra? No. No. Damn. I'm going to say 3.5. If I get the rating on the dot, is it extra? Yes. 3.5. That's a good guess, Brennan. This is the Herman Yao film, The Untold Story. I believe... I mean, starring the beautiful Anthony Wong. Um... And Danny Lee. Um, man, giving myself more time to think. I own this movie. I own it. Um, I think it's 3.6. You guys both get awarded a point. Brennan gets two points for guessing the exact 3.5 for the average rating. Brennan takes the lead. What decade did the film release in? Well, Ian, since you know, um, let me... Mm-hmm. This is a Cat 3 film. I would like to cover this on the cast. It's a great film. Great movie. And there's physical cat. Uh, I guess I'll say the aughts, I guess. This is a hard one. I think it might be 89. I'm going to go 90s, though. I'm going to go 90s. Ian gets awarded a second point. It is now 2-2. It is a 90s film releasing in 1993 with um, an average rating of 3.5. Uh, it's directed by Danny Lee Saoyin and Herman Yao. Is the untold story. The untold story. Yep. S- sorry, I thought I said that. Number three, 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. In the shadow of a dark internet conspiracy theory, ruthless elitists gather at a remote location to hunt humans for sport, but their master plan is about to be derailed when one of the hunted turns the tables on her pursuers. Ooh, we know this one. Do we? I do. I thought I would. I would. I would think you knew this one. We're still doing point five. Point five. It's got to be in the threes. So Actually, no. Do, we're going to do... like Yeah, we'll do 0.5 still. I'm going to go 3.2. I know 3.3. Nay. Yeah. If, yeah, 3.2. If it's... If it's what I'm what i'm thinking i feel like i enjoyed it but i feel like you got a lot of shit i think that lady who looks like julia roberts is in this movie i don't know her name though uh i will say i'm gonna say 2.8 you both are awarded a point it is now 3.3 the average rating is 3.0 Guess the decade. Wait, Brennan doesn't get the point. Yeah, he got 2.8. Oh, 2.8. Yeah, I thought he said 3.8. No. Uh, this is 2010s. Uh, I feel like the physical released at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, so I'm going to say the 20s. Current decade. Brennan gets awarded the second point. The decade is the 20s. Wow. 
It is the 2020 film The Hunt, directed by Craig Zobel. Most popular film is The Hunt. It's cool because on Letterboxd, I'll be able to, instead of going the highest rated film like we used to do, I'm just going to go over their most popular film on Letterboxd. And everything I pick is genred out as horror um, on Letterboxd, so I will not say a subgenre if there is one. It, as long as it has at least horror in one of the genres, that's what we're going to be going over. It is 2020. Yes. All right, last number four. Brennan is in the lead with four, Eden with three. In this director's first English language film, beautiful young manicurist Carol suffers from an androphobia, the pathological fear of interaction with men. When her sister and roommate, Helen, leaves their London flat to go on an Italian holiday with her married boyfriend, Carol withdraws into her apartment. She begins to experience frightful hallucinations and fear gradually mutating into madness. I have an idea of what this is, and if it's the movie I'm thinking of, I gave it a half star. Am I correct, uh, Kyle? Not saying. <laughs> but we're still doing we're, we're still doing a point five. Um, but if I get it on the dot. I'm going to go 3.8. I'll go. You give it a half star, but it's, you're giving it a 3.8. Gotcha. I'll give no, it I'm a going 3.8. I know yeah. it's pretty high rated. Yeah. Oh, I said three. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Ian gets a point. It is an average rating of 3.9. He almost got the wow. second point there. Yikes. It's almost a four. Jesus. What is the decade? It is 4-4. This could uh, go ahead and uh, there could be a clear winner here. And Brennan knows this movie. Apparently you do too. He do suggested I? it. Yeah. And I watched it that night and I hated it. Gave it a half star. Half star. I'm, I'm going to have to say in the 10s, in the um, but I, I have no clue what this movie is. Ooh. That is completely wrong. I think it could be 70s. I'm going to go 80s. You are both incorrect. It is a 60s film. It is 1965, directed by Roman Polanski. It is the 1965 film Repulsion. Oh, it's not the movie I was thinking. The most popular film from Roman Polanski is The Pianist. Hmm. Well, not Rosemary's Baby. Not on Letterboxd. Hmm, that's interesting. So it is a tie. You guys are both awarded a point. One, one. That's how we're starting this off. Sweet. Cool. And we'll make adjustments necessary. I think point five. we should keep trying for now. And then we'll change it up if we have to. Ian, out of uh, curiosity, what movie were you thinking? I was thinking, um, what was it? Miss 45? Right? Is oh, that what it's called? Oh, Colt oh, okay. 45 or whatever? Miss Colt 45 or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. How do and you guys... Was, I think that one's like a 3.8. I think that one's pretty high. How, how do you guys like what's in the box? I like it. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a strategy for it yet, but... Cool. Um, well, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. The... Gas Money Kid of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're oh, doing yeah. here, be That's sure to follow us on Twitter at of Redroom. That's OF Redroom. 
Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, among a lot more. But you can find additional information on ruminationsofredrum.transistor.fm. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating so we could show up in more people's feeds and build the ROR community slash army. I'm going to go with army. We will continue to cover films that other casts don't and would love to hear what you would want us to cover next. Please DM us on Twitter or email us at ruminationsofredrum at gmail.com. Our next episode, we will be covering... What's the name of the, the manga? Over to the manga. Super Dimensional Love Gun. Super Dimensional Love Gun. Hosted by yours truly, Ian Tuis. So definitely go check out that manga if you want to follow along and listen to the episode. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle. <laughs> with a K. And joining us, we have Ian with two E's. Michael, go to California or Tijuana and pick up your kid. All right. He needs gas money. He's I know he's like long lost and he's probably from another female that you've met for one night and um had a such sexual intercourse with. But he needs your help. What's Mike's kid's name? Danny. <laughs> Danny. Okay. <laughs> And Brendan, the depressed new blood. I think Michael's child's name is Michael. Michael and Michael. <laughs> Stay spooky, folks. Ha, 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 ha.